Explore the new AFIF AHA guideline and key highlights for supporting and guiding your severe symptomatic aortic stenosis patients at heartvalve.com. This message is brought to you by Edward Fleifeinfuss. Connect with us at heartvalve.com. You're listening to Rock's Heart Radio. Today, Roxana Moran discusses the merits of virtual and in-person cardiology meetings with Amit Kara and Pamela Morris. Hello, it's Roxana Moran from the ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai, and welcome to Rock's Heart Radio. On this episode, I have the most fantastic guests with me talking about the future of our medical meetings, our scientific sessions. They've been going from virtual to hybrid to in-person in different places, and this COVID pandemic has taught us a tremendous amount of how we can enhance and improve the venues for education and spread it around the globe. So with me today, as one of my first, I have Dr. Amit Kara, who is professor of medicine at UT Southwestern, director of preventive cardiology program. Amit, you as the vice chair this year and next year, and then of course, the chair of the American Heart Association Scientific Sessions in 2023, I believe. We just can't wait uh, to to hear your thoughts on what the future will hold. Welcome, Dr. Kara. If it's okay, I'm going to call you Amit. We're good friends and please call me Roxana. It's wonderful to have you here with us today. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about this topic with you, Roxana. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really important topic. I think that everyone is sort of um, just so uncertain about what's going to be the future of how we educate the masses. How do we promote or um, spread the science, our guidelines uh, to clinical practice, our late-breaking trials? And uh, obviously, the in-person meetings have taken a whole new turn. You guys had to make a very, very tough decision to go um, virtual this year at 2021, but I know we have great science coming at AHA and wonderful sessions uh, in this all virtual meeting. Do you want to tell me a little bit about how you envision the this year's meeting and what you will envision for next year as you are, will be the chair for the uh, scientific sessions AHA 2022? Well, well thank you. And I, first and foremost, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I should always, of course, say that my comments are my own, not on behalf of the AHA, but I I couldn't agree more about how COVID has taken us all for a little bit of a ride, you know, to, to remind us all what we do these meetings for. One is education, like you said, but, you know, science and, and discovery and dissemination of that. And kind of equally importantly is networking and career development for our, our, our junior folks. Um, so there's so many different aspects to meetings. We, we obviously are disappointed that COVID has thwarted our, our face-to-face meeting as it has several others, but, you know, we, we're going to take this as a great opportunity. Um, you know, there's so many great learnings that many meetings have had, including ones you've been involved with, and hopefully we'll talk more about that, but it's opened up a lot of opportunities, and we're, we're really excited about AHA scientific sessions. We think it's still going to be awesome, just a little bit different than what we anticipated. No, I know. And I think, you know, as you know, the Transcatheter Cardiovascular Therapeutics, TCT 2021, uh, was always meant to be some kind of a hybrid meeting, um, but we wanted to have that in person because of exactly what you said regarding networking. And some of the technical aspects of interventional cardiology are about training and being there in person, uh, you know, using those devices, getting hands-on experience and all of that. And 
of course, we've been missing that. It will be a, a majority virtual meeting uh, for the most part uh, happening um, just before the AHA. Uh, but we too have been um, really um, had to deal with what, what's the future. Um, how do you see the future? Right, and let's start with the positives here, which is about the virtual, because there are a lot of positives, right? So I know I, before the HA, I was involved in a smaller meeting, the American Society for Chronic Cardiology. I mean, we, we tripled our attendance in, in one year when we went virtual, and we're getting a lot of more international folks. We're getting a lot of younger folks. Um, so I do think that the reach is, is really uh, impressive when we pivot to a, to a virtual platform. So I do think there's, there is a big upside. There are a lot of people that frankly don't want to go to meetings, believe it or not, especially in the modern era. You know, people are so used to being in their homes. And I think many people, it does appeal to them to involve that. We're also able to bring in, as you probably have for, for TCT, we can bring in different speakers that maybe couldn't have flown or some far off international folks. So it actually gives us an opportunity for a robust dialogue of, of many different people that maybe we weren't able to bring on site and we were kind of held to people that could come on site. So I think, you know, there are a lot of positives there and we're trying to leverage those in sessions, keeping some interactive engagement, but bringing people from all over and using the multimedia to, to help uh, uh, foster that engagement. It, it's not perfect uh, at all, but, but I think it, it definitely brings an opportunity. Well, do you foresee that we will probably go to some form of a hybrid? I'm not asking you yeah. to speak on behalf of AHA, but just as like, because that's what I think is going to be, and I'm not speaking on behalf of Cardiovascular <laughs> Research Foundation, I'm just talking about what I think is going to be the future. Uh, we had discussions with the ESC um, scientific sessions uh, uh, head, uh, Stefan Windecker, uh, and uh, Pam is joining us today as well to tell us about ACC, Dr. Morris. Uh, so it, it's just, a, I, I think it's going to be more of a hybrid, don't you? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, it, it sometimes, you know, you, once you've seen behind the curtain of Oz, you can't go back. You know, we've, we've seen this now, this, this, the virtual part and the upside of it. I, I agree with you. In my opinion, there has to be some hybrid component. And actually this year at Sessions, the original plan was that, you know, a, a in-person footprint. We called it a in-person plus virtual. That's what we were originally calling it mm -hmm. um, because we, we agree with you. And I think so many to, to have a broader reach, again, that international, et cetera, the only challenge, I think, frankly, for that is how to get both sides right. When we've heard from some people, you know, if, if the in-person is partially virtual, then you're beaming someone on a screen. It doesn't always work quite as well for the in-person people. And then, you know, the virtual, if you're just filming the person with a camera, it, you're not hearing them as well and the audience interaction. So, you know, frankly, this is where our AV and IT have to step up a little to make it fulfill for both. Because I think mm -hmm. one of the challenges is shortchanging both sides if you try to do both. It's a first generation device. It just has to be improved, <laughs> right? And I think, uh, I think right. it's right. And and I, you know, I can't, uh, I can't tell you how excited I am about this year's AHA. Um, and um, the well, you've the been you've been instrumental in helping us. Yeah, I, I want to acknowledge that science so. that's going to be presented there. So many great trials, especially in cardiothoracic surgery, where trials are anemic, and we're seeing tremendous, amazing trials and. So many great sessions, um, and I'm really excited about TCT because we will have some small in-person um, uh, uh, platform, but also a wonderful virtual platform. And as you stated, I think it gives an opportunity for the world to connect, truly connect, and be able to be there as much as they can be. 
Um, obviously, the time zones are always a difficult thing. And then having um, everything available on demand so that they can always have a, an access or a peeking into what went on in the meeting. So I think this is going to be a way of the future. I agree with you. Something in between. I think there's one other, as I, I've been thinking about, you and I both have been ruminating on this a lot. I was actually at an in-person meeting about a week or so ago. And part of it makes me realize it depends on the society, what their focus is, their sizes, their scope as to how these different modalities work. You know, I think, as you said, some technical uh, size works more about technical and hands-on. Uh, it might have to have a bigger in-person footprint. Some smaller societies do better in in-person meetings, but when you're, you know, tens of thousands of people in a pandemic, it makes it a little bit harder. So I, I do think it, it may be different depending on what the society is, what their focus is um, as to how the meeting plays out. But I got to tell you, I do miss that whole feeling of going into those big meetings and watching all those many people going into the sessions and waiting <laughs> for the trials and all of that. Waiting but, for the Kaplan no, Meyer curve gonna... with that hush right before it. it yes, <laughs> yeah, and I think we're going to get it back. We'll get it back in some way or another. Thank you so much for giving us uh, your time from your busy agenda just before the AHA. And um, uh, we can't wait to, uh, to, to be there and uh, to share the science with the world. So it's wonderful. And same at, at TCT. So thanks for well, well, thanks for having me. And again, thanks again for all of your contributions to AHA sessions. We're really excited. Oh, about thank it. you so much. I am so thrilled about our guests today. And of course, we have Dr. Pam Morris, Professor of Medicine, Cardiology, Director of the Seinheimer Cardiovascular Health Program at Medical University of South Carolina and the chair of the scientific sessions for 2021, 2022, and the vice chair for 2019 and 2020 for ACC. Dr. Morris, if it's okay, I'm going to call you Pam, and we can just talk Pam and Rox, Pam and Roxana, so that we could just have a wonderful discussion about our topic today, which is um, scientific sessions now and the future, especially given everything that we've been through. So welcome to the program, Pam. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. What a great uh, topic for conversation. It's just so nice to have you because I think in my mind, uh, I just remember <laughs> so vividly uh, March, 2020. I can't, how could anyone forget March, 2020? Everything we went through here in New York, but much more importantly, um, how ACC uh, within a two-week period put together the most incredible first ever virtual uh, program uh, that was just unbelievably managed thanks to you, your colleagues, everyone at ACC, their staff and all that, but your leadership and what you learned from that. And what, what was that like to put something like that in two weeks? That's probably the uh, 11 longest days of my life. Um, fortunately, I was working with Andy Cates, who is a real trooper, and we both did very well on Little Sleep. The, the staff uh, really rose to the occasion. But, you know, one of the things that helped us quite a bit, Roxana, is for the year before, a, at ACC 19, um, we had already launched something called ACC 19 Anywhere, which was three virtual channels 
that were made available for individuals who could not uh, participate in the meeting uh, live in person. So even we already had a year's worth of experience on and understanding of how wonderfully that expanded your outreach, particularly, you know, for all sorts of folks, folks who couldn't come for personal family or career reasons, uh, individuals who couldn't travel internationally at that time. So we had a little bit of a jump start for ACC 20 together with the World Congress of Cardiology. Um, that experience really gave us a strong foundation for um, how to move. Now, having said that, I think every meeting uh, chair who uh, who tells you about going from a an anticipated live meeting pivoting to a virtual, you still have to somewhat do the meeting over again, in the sense that you have to have a digital platform and plans for recording or broadcasting live. It, it's a tremendous challenge, and you can't do that without a great infrastructure, and the ACC staff are just that. Yeah, it's just unbelievable what you guys pulled, pulled together, and I think uh, set an exemplary, uh, an example for the world on how to educate the world and connect everyone. Uh, you made the meeting free available to everyone. You expanded. I remember the, um, the the plenary session, how hungry everybody was because we were all like on lockdown. And, um, you know, it was like 12,000 people in the main hall or something that first day. It was just crazy. And it was just fantastic to see that kind of connection to the world. So we thank the ACC for their incredible and innovative way always thinking uh, on their feet and always thinking about the future. So where are we now? What do you think is going to happen to all these meetings? Because here we are again, you know, AHA was supposed to go in person. All of a sudden, now we're going, uh, you know, uh, and in a hybrid or however you want to call it, TCT is trying an in-person because of this important on-site training, in-person training for techniques and, and things like that. But um, what do, you, what do you think? What's what's going to be the future? Uh, you know, I, I think we've learned some important lessons. I think I don't think we'll ever go back to in-person meetings only in the sense that we've recognized that uh, cardiovascular, our community is hungry for this knowledge um, all across the globe. And at least for the near future, there is, we have to continue to provide the science and the education to all, all of our community. Uh, having said that, I also, so I think we've learned that we can extend our reach with uh, education that is delivered virtual. One thing that was different, I do see participation rates being slightly lower now that meetings are beginning to charge for the education. We had uh, huge numbers of people participating at ACC 20 with the World Congress of Cardiology because that meeting was offered for free. So the participation numbers were astronomical. Once you start charging fees, you still you have a slightly smaller um, participant number, but you still vastly extend your reach. So I think there's a thirst for the knowledge. It's the other thing, but 
I also think people want interactivity. So one of the biggest challenges for these meetings is how do you maintain what almost feels like an in-person uh, interactivity with the presenters, with the faculty, with other, uh, with other participants. And that's the ongoing challenge for all the meetings. The, the final thing I, thing I think we've learned is that um, people still are starved for in-person networking uh, and discussions and, and really kind of tossing about what they've learned, their perspectives and insights on the science. So I don't think that we would ever give up uh, live in-person meetings, but I do think they're likely for the near future to be somewhat smaller. Uh, and we really need to be sure we provide a robust um, virtual experience. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's so well said what you're saying is that we absolutely have to have a virtual platform, but also an in-person one, because I can tell you that the networking, the, um, the think tank that you have when you just sit amongst your friends and start talking about and tossing the science, as you said, I love that word that you said, tossing the information around. And it's almost like, oh, and these ideas come up and then you, you start to, you know, you spark ideas, you come up with, with the next step forward, you make alliances, you make collaborations. Those happen so much better in person. But I'm very worried about, um, Zoom fatigue. Uh, I, I tell you, I'm, I'm experiencing it I, <laughs> on a daily basis. I don't know how I'm able to just do my usual thing because everyone feels that they can have a piece of you and everyone has their own meeting without the kind of experience nor the authority to deliver the, the education. And yet we're all participating in those. So how do we is there a, you know, nobody can control that, right? The ability to have this kind of a open access, it gives you open access and gives others open access to the work that maybe societies and, and um, organizations have done for years and on end. It's huge experience. How do we balance that? You know, I, I think it's going to only come from being able to offer both a live and a virtual component, meaning that we have opportunities to meet together in person, but when we can't, we have the opportunity to still to take advantage of the science and the education when we're unable. Right now, you know, I've, I've talked with colleagues and many of my colleagues register for meetings sign on and keep it going on in the background, but actually don't really engage in the meetings because it, you know, if, you, if you're traveling in person, you are all in, you are 100% at the meeting and um, engaging with colleagues. When you're doing it from your home loft or your um, home office, uh, and not canceling work responsibilities, not canceling family responsibilities, your true engagement with the meeting and with the other participants is really significantly less. And so uh, I, I think we really need to get back. I've been back to my first uh, small in-person meeting with all of the public uh, health measures um, implemented. And it was one of the happiest moments of my life. Um, so I'm, uh, I think it will be blended is gonna be the answer. 
Yeah, and I fully agree. I mean, I think that is going to be the the answer. So tell me what you're planning for 2022. Oh, I'm so excited. Well, <laughs> as you might imagine, what we did, what we've done first is to really focus on the science and the education that will be offered live and in person while simultaneously looking to innovate the digital platform. We want to keep innovating, keep really I would say maximizing two things. Wonder what maximizing the user friendly nature of the platform. Last year's platform was quite user friendly. Um, and number two, maximize the interactivity and the opportunities for networking um, on the virtual platform. Uh, but a lot of fun stuff. We've um, we've increased a lot of folks at uh, the at the annual meeting really enjoy the smaller venues like the heart to heart heart stage, uh, where almost I call it like a flash up mob of discussions and educations that are um, that uh, don't necessarily fit the traditional classroom. So these little flash mobs of education, um, we've increased the number of stages for that type of, uh, you know, discussion and education. Uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think the science is going to be great. The education uh, is going to be terrific. And I hope we'll see some new and innovative uh, stages and venues for, for uh, interactivity and networking. Yeah, that's 100% correct. And I can't wait uh, for 2022 in Washington, D.C. Isn't that right? Am I correct? That's exactly right. My, my slogan for this meeting is welcome back and welcome home to the to the home of the American College of Cardiology. That's right. And I'm just so excited for that and, and um, praying for a in-person and of course a virtual platform as well to connect the world and to see us all together once again. And thank you for your insight for, uh, for uh, the meetings now, the future and where we will be. Thank you. Thank you, Pam. You're wonderful. Great. Thanks um, so much, Roxana. Thank you all for listening. Keep listening. This is Roxana Moran signing off, Rockstar Radio.